0: Love
1: You know, church has become so commercial until we have gotten away from its true purpose. It has become such big business until we allow people to operate and function, as long as they have something to bring to the table. People are now more concerned about recording and living in life of the rich and famous, rather than knowing Jesus. For the true purpose, I don't know about you, when I would rather have nothing and know
2: Jesus, than to have everything and not know Him. You need to confess Him today. Confess Him with your mouth, believe Him in your heart, do you know Jesus? You can know Jesus in your heart.
3: Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Light of Portland broadcast
2: There's
4: a miracle in this room with my name on it. There's a healing in this room and it's here for me. Oh, there's a breakthrough.
2: In your house, you ordered the there's a miracle in this room, and it's got
4: my name on it. Let's go. There's a miracle in this room my name on it. There's a healing. There's a
1: Good evening and welcome to the light of Portland. I am your host, Pastor Kimberly Black. It is an honor and a privilege and a pleasure to worship with you tonight. I pray that the Lord has blessed you. I pray that he has uh, shined his face upon you and he's been gracious to you on this 12th day of the third month of 2023. What a wonderful day it has been. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth unto all generations. And yes, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continuously be in my mouth. I bring you greetings from the city of roses, Portland, Oregon, where the Lord is doing a great work in us, and we are so excited about it on tonight. We want to honor the presence of the Lord. I know you felt him. Tasha Cobb just got us all ready, putting the praise on it. So if your hands wasn't clapping and your feet wasn't moving, I don't know what to do to help you out. Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, I can... All I want to do is put a praise on it because I know that each blessing that comes from the Lord takes me higher and higher in deeper depth in, in, in right relationship with him. And so we are grateful to God tonight. We want to honor the men and women that make this platform so possible for us to join you in your homes, on your jobs in your car, wherever you are, whatever space you have designated for 8 p.m. evening worship to be your sanctuary, thank you for inviting us in the house with you tonight. But this platform is made possible not just by Pastor Shirelle or Pastor Black, but there are a team of men and women that Sunday after Sunday um, make sure that the Light of Portland is on fire. We thank God for Bishop-elect Stephen and Anne Butterfield. We praise God for them and the work that God has assigned to their hands. We thank God for our very own Pastor Regina Zachary, Pastor Pamela Laws, Pastor J.W. Friday, um, Elder Catherine Brown, Elder Catherine Kathy Manyweather, Elder Dante Farmer, Elder Demetrius Devers, Elder Kelly Copeland, Elder Elder James Wooten, um, Elder Bruce Mitchell, Lady Beth Schreiber. We thank God for the many men and women that preach week after week, month after month. On this broadcast, we thank God for you and my sister, Pastor Sherelle Pennington. I honor you tonight, my sister. Truly thankful to God for blessing us to be able to work together in ministry and strive together to do great work and to do an excellent thing for the Lord. Don't rush, Pastor Sherelle. Take your time. We got this. Amen. I know you are working. You're working. You got your hands full. So if you join us, you do. If not, we will be all right. Don't rush. Uh, we are in store for a treat tonight. Um, we are going to have our our announcements. I want to share with you, if you have announcements that you would like for us to announce on the light of Portland, we would like to do that. We are all about community. We are all about um, spreading the news so that everyone can come and support and be a part of. And so if your church or your ministry, you are doing something and you want the support of the community, please email me at gssmbc at yahoo.com, and I will be glad to read that announcement. Again, my email address is gssmbc at yahoo.com. We will make the announcement, and we will let everybody know to pray for you, pray for the event, pray for the success, pray for healing, deliverance, and salvation, and and then to encourage us to come out. So tonight I want to share with you um, the story about August Wilson. August Wilson wrote seven guitars. It is an all-male cast. And it's this year, Passing Arts will be presenting this play on March the 17th through April the 9th at the Brunish Theater, which is located at 1111 Southwest Broadway Avenue in Portland, Oregon. And you can go online to purchase your tickets at PassingArts.com, PassingArts.com. You can purchase your tickets for this event. Um, Passing Arts is the oldest African-American theater company in the city of Portland, And if you've never been to any of their productions, you are missing a treat. You want to make it your business to attend um, this event. It is Seven Guitars by August Wilson. The March 23rd performance has a two-for-one offer. April 6th is Pay What You Will Night, at least one cent is required for entry. So let me tell you that again. They're they're making it so that we can get some culture up in here, up in here. The March 23rd performance, they have a two-for-one offer. The April 6th performance is pay what you will night. And they ask that you play at least one cent. This is seven guitars. It will be um starting on March the 26th and going until April the 9th. So I want to encourage you to get your tickets in a hurry. Don't wait. Don't wait. You can go to the portland5venue.net. That's portland dot. E-V-E-N-U-E dot net to purchase your ticket. That's for Passing Arts, Seven Guitars by August Wilson. And again, the show begins March 17th through April the 9th. So we are so excited about what they are doing in our city and showing us a hallelujah good time. All right, for you, my brothers and sisters that are in the Atlanta area, Abundant Dance Company presents the Mellowic Sessions produced by artist, director, Danielle Gibbons. This event will be held March the 19th at three o'clock at the Randolph J. Bunch middle school, and I probably messed all that up. Um, the address is 1925 naski Lane Road Southwest in Atlanta, Georgia. You can get your tickets in advance for $20 or tickets the day of the event for $25, or you can go to T-H-E-M-E-L-O-D-I-C. S-E-S-S-I-O-N-S Dot com. Uh, this event is sponsored by the Abundant Dance Company And this came from our very own Pastor Sherelle Pennington So please, ma'am, please, sir Those of you that are in the Atlanta area Don't miss March the 19th at 3 o'clock p.m. Um, Pastor Sherelle uh, Will be on with us later to give us more detail. Well, more details, Pastor. If you're on, can you give us more details? Because I'm sure I messed all that the name up. <laughs>
5: yes, I'm here. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, ma'am.
5: Okay. Yes.
3: Hi. So I am a part of this dance production. It is Abundant Dance Production. All of us are. Um, Older dancers, all of us have been trained professionally, um, and we dance for the glory of God. We take what what the world has taught us, and we use it for the glory of God. There's a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, production that you don't want to miss. So if you are in the Atlanta area, um, and I'm driving so I can't give you the, the information that you log into to get your tickets, Uh, but you can purchase your ticket on Eventbrite. And if you want to go to um, Greater St. Stephen's Missionary Baptist Church's um, email and ask for the information, we can send you the link um, so that you can purchase your ticket. We are trying to live stream it as well in the Portland area, and you want to support myself and all of the dancers, um, you can watch it via live stream. On um, Sunday at 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern Pacific Time, 12 o'clock uh, Portland Time, um, as we give God glory through the
1: art of dance. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. And if you want more information, just email me at gssmbc, and I will forward you this beautiful flyer so that you can participate and or support. Uh, it's prayer time, and we are blessed tonight to go to the throne of grace. Um, we got a tag team tonight, and I am going to uh, yield this call over, and I'm trying to see the first number I see. Amen. I'm going to yield this call over to our very own uh, Sister Janetta Bradley. Following her will be Elder Kathy Minnewether. I now yield the call over to Sister Janetta Bradley.
5: Father, again, just come. Thank you for this opportunity, Father God. Just to come before the dawn of grace and prayer, to lift up your holy name, for the mighty God we serve. Uh, God, we just remember to bless your children. That we thank you for the opportunity give unto Father God, Father, that we thank you for the journey that has brought us to this point. To be on this altar to hear your word, bring our elders. God. Father, we thank you, Brown. Father God, Father God, we give her a word to bring forth to your people—a word to Lord, we need more and more of your word rooted within our lives. And we thank you, Father God, every opportunity, Father God, that we get a good understanding and, and just not hear us, but be doers of your word. We thank you, Father God, for everyone that's able to call in tonight. We pray blessings for them, Father God. Father God, the ones that were not able to call in, blessings to them, Father God. Father how we need you. We need you to continue to act. We're don't do it with us, Father, because Father, we want a closer walk with you, a closer talk with you. We truly want to be with you, just to be, Father. Praise you for everything that you do, for us, and to worship you for the God that you are, the only true and and Father, God. We give you the glory, we Father, we. Father God, for everything you have done and everything you get to do while we're on this side. Father, we love you with everlasting love. We give you honor and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Gracious Father, as we continue to bless you and praise you, what a privilege it is tonight to be in the presence of your God, you, Lord, who loves us beyond, Lord God, what we can even imagine tonight. Lord, we thank you for your great love and your tender mercies that we experience every single day. We are grateful tonight, Lord God, that you have chosen us and called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. And, Lord God, we are honoring you tonight. But, Lord God, we are your vessels that you have called and chosen, Lord God, to place your spirit in us. To place your word down in our hearts And causing us to walk and talk And want to do the things that please you And Lord God, tonight we honor you We exalt you, oh God We lift you up We magnify you, Lord God Because Lord God, there's nobody like you You are the same today, yesterday And forevermore And we are thankful, Lord God Thankful for an opportunity to talk to you Every day, Lord God We talk to you Not just, Lord God, when we come together collectively But Lord God God in our secret closets, while we are doing the dishes, Lord God, we talk to you. We talk to you, Lord God, and furthermore, we wait, Lord God, to hear you talk to us. So Lord God, tonight we thank you, Lord God, for speaking into our lives your will for our lives, your word, Lord God. Your word that we hide in our hearts that we won't sin against you, Lord God. But above all that, Lord God, you said in the last days you would write your word up on the tables of our hearts. And Father, what you do, Lord God, is good. And once written, Lord God, it will not go away. So we thank you for the power of the blood of the Lamb tonight. We thank you, Lord God, for the power of your word. And we thank thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit who stirs that word, who has taught us and is continuing to teach us. And Father God, tonight, as we are waiting in anticipation from a word from you, Lord God, we don't just come onto this line, Lord God, just to be on the line, but we come to hear a word from the Lord, because Lord God, in times like this, we want to hear your voice. We want to know, because Lord God, you know where each of us are. You know what we're encountering. You know what we are dealing with. You know the issues of everyday life. And Father God, we are praying tonight that you would speak a word to each and every one of us. So we continue to lift the woman of God, Elder Brown, up to you, Lord God, that you have poured into her already, what needs to be spoken, Lord God, but what will hear, you already know. Father God, we thank you for your power. We thank you for your might, Lord God, as we continue to pray for the body of Christ, as you continue to strengthen us, oh God, to grow us up with a new awakening, that, Lord God, we are not alone. We've always known it, but, Lord God, now we are walking into deeper waters with you. We are stepping out on faith, oh God. We are trusting and believing you, Lord God, and then we are waiting because once we pray, Lord God, we leave it up to you to do the rest. But, Lord God, while we wait, Lord God, we are working, working right along with you, O God, here in your vineyard below, Father telling men and women about the goodness of God. Father, thank you for loving us tonight. Thank you for your tender mercies. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lord God. I would be amiss, Lord God, if we didn't lift up Pastor Black. Lord God, we continue to praise you, oh God, for Pastor Black, for all of the works and her endeavors that she endeavors to do for you, oh God. Bless the woman of God according to your will and your plan for her life. Continue to strengthen her and crown her head with wisdom. And not only Pastor Black, but all of our brothers and sisters in Christ, because we all need a little bit of wisdom. Sometimes We need some understanding. You said in all you're getting, get some understanding. Father God, we're praying for understanding tonight so that we can do the things that you want us to do. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We honor you. We pray, oh God, that you will have your way in each of our, every one of our lives. And Lord God, we will be so careful to give your name the honor, the glory, and the praise. And once again, Lord God, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for forgiving us, and thank you, Lord God, for all you have already done, all you're doing, and all you're going to do. In the matchless name of Jesus Christ, our King, we pray. Thank God and Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
4: Hallelujah. You, Jesus. Hallelujah. the glory. Hallelujah. You get the praise. Hallelujah. You get the glory. Hallelujah. You get the praise. Hallelujah. Forever you get the glory. Hallelujah. God, you did it. Hallelujah, you get the glory, hallelujah,
2: you get the praise, when the healing comes,
4: you get the glory, when the freedom comes, you'll get the praise, when the justice comes, you get the glory. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. you'll get the praise, praise. nobody else but you, You get the glory. You get
2: the glory. You get the
4: glory. You get the Out of my life. Out of my life. Out of my life. In every situation.
6: Glory to God. Glory to God. Good evening, everyone who is in our listening audience on tonight. What a great God we serve, and what a great day this has been, and I pray that the power, the presence, and the glory of God has just saturated everyone who's assembled in this space on this time. God is awesome and doing great things in our midst. And I just want to thank God for whatever it is that he's going to say, because he's The Holy Spirit has been dealing with me about this message on tonight. But before I get into it, I want to just give God praise and honor, not only for the Butterfields, the leadership, Pastor Black, Pastor Sherelle, everyone, every co-minister, every co-laborer that has been working in this vineyard through a pandemic, before a pandemic, making sure that the word of God goes forth to lift us up so that we might stay on this battlefield until Christ comes back. And so thank you, God, for our leaders, for our sponsors, and thank you, God, for this day. I want to also acknowledge my pastor, Craig L. Brown. For those of you who don't know, today we celebrated, actually yesterday and today, we celebrated the eighth and a pastoral anniversary of Pastor Craig L. Brown and First Lady Angela Brown. And we have had a mighty good time in the Lord, not only for seven years, but going strong into this eighth year. And so I do want to acknowledge him. But let me very quickly uh, get into this message. God has been dealing with me about a very familiar passage um, that I'm going to be uh, preaching and a little teaching, I pray, from the Holy Spirit on tonight. We're going to be in the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, We're going to be in chapter four, and I'm going to be reading from Uh, verse 37 through 41, as I said, it's a very familiar passage, and it reads from the English Standard Version this way, and I'm reading uh, from my laptop and my Bible, so if I pause for a minute, just hold on and keep praying, because I tell you, if you can see the notes that God has written about this message all over the place, you'll know that ultimately that what comes out tonight is coming from God, and it reads, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we've heard prayers go before me, God, and we know, God, that you have lined us up in the spirit, oh God, from the songs that have been uh, played, oh God, from the prayers that have been prayed, God. I believe, Lord, you've confirmed that this is the message that you wanted to be shared on tonight, God. So I pray, God, that you will just move Catherine out of the way, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, gives clarity, and gives us all the hope we have in the faith in Christ, that it comes forth tonight, God, in a way that gives us something more to hold on to as we come forward. Oh, God, to bless your people with your word. I ask all these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, the message, the title is really not the title, but the title that I wrote down was Peace Be Still, because that's the central theme that I want to focus on uh, from this passage on tonight, peace be still. And God has been dealing with me about this uh, for quite some time. Uh, Over the last nine months in particular, I have been doing more flying uh, for business, for work, than I probably have in the prior 10 years. I mean, I've been to San Francisco and L.A. and Sacramento and Newark, New Jersey and New York and San Antonio and Denver, and Salt Lake City, and Houston, so many cities, so many places, on so many airplane flights, amen, and God, I know, has kept me, but something happened on the last flight about a week ago coming back uh, from New York, and in the midst of this flight, it's not uncommon, I'm sure this has happened to many people uh, that are assembled here tonight, The pilot came on as we were returning from Chicago, uh, I'm sorry, from New York to Chicago, not very long after we ascended. And he said, we are ascending upward to cruise uh, to the altitude that we will be flying at, uh, but we are encountering rough air. And he said, I want you to expect a lot of turbulence, uh a lot of turbulence. In fact, he said, as the plane began to shake from the turbulence, he came back on and he said, I want every passenger and every crew member to remain in their seats and keep your seat belts on for the entire duration of the flight. And I apologize uh, that the snack and beverage service that you were looking forward to, that's been canceled too because it's not safe for even the cabin crew to be moving around in this turbulent That we are going to encounter Well, I was fresh on the hill From leaving Portland, Oregon Last Sunday morning uh, Where it was still snow and ice And wind and rain And, you know, driving to the airport 5, 10 miles an hour To get there on the snow Or packed snow and ice Amen But as it got bumpier and bumpier On this flight I have to tell you I was already praying without ceasing But I could hear the Holy Ghost say uh, Catherine You're going to have to pray fervently for something more specific than traveling grace right about now. And that moment that that thought occurred to me, God, the Holy Spirit, brought back to my remembrance that passage where Jesus had commanded the raging storm to cease by speaking just three words, peace be still. And I have to tell you during that flight, Those three words comfort and calm my racing heart and let me enjoy a flight that I'm sure was somewhat turbulent to others. Glory to God. God showed up on that flight like he had on every other flight I've ever been on, every other scary situation I've ever been on. He showed up and he answered that prayer real quick. In a, in a hurry, and I'm here to shout and let you know I didn't feel no turbulence on that flight. One thing I know that I did feel was that rising anxiety or fear that tries to come up on us suddenly when things happen on the outside or when things are going on in the inside of our heart that cause us uh, to be shaken uh, to our core. But I know that God, and you know God did not give us a, a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. But when the Holy Ghost said, peace be still, uh, that passage uh, that I just read from Mark 4, also repeated in Matthew chapter 8 and Luke chapter 8, it reminded me of the storms of life that each and every one of us uh-huh, will have to traverse down here while we're on earth. But I'm glad to say that the same one uh, that was speaking to the disciples that were afraid and were scared is the same one that was speaking to me on that flight. Hallelujah. And so I want to lift up a few things from this passage uh, that stuck with me as I thought about what God was showing me, as he was showing me the peace and the calm that was required uh, for this flight back. From New York City One of the things that I see in verse 37 and 38 of uh, Mark Is that Jesus' presence is with us in the storms of life Jesus is with us at all times Amen In this passage it said a great windstorm arose It came out of nowhere, Uh y'all It came in the midst of experienced fishermen On a lake that they had been on That was known for having storms but this one, there was something very unique about it. It was so violent. It was so significant. They were scared that they were going to drown. They were scared literally to death. Amen. But it says that while the disciples were afraid, it says that Jesus was calmly sleeping in the back of the sh- uh, the back of the boat, sleeping on a pillow cushion. <laughs> uh huh. Jesus was sleeping. And they were afraid, and they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Has it ever occurred to you in your life, as we think about the many trials and tribulations and the struggles that we go through, that all of us are experiencing lives that are stress-filled in a fallen world where we experience turbulence from time to time? But glory to God that he has promised us that he'll provide us with his peace in the midst of all of our trouble. Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. So do not let your heart, Catherine, be troubled. Uh-huh. And do not be afraid. That's in John 14 and 27. Don't be afraid when the things that come up externally, like the storms and the snow and the ice and... Sudden death and all kinds of tragedy and all kinds of hardship and all kinds of things that are happening in our world, whether it's shootings and gun violence and all kinds of deviant behavior happening around us, outside of us. These storms that can come up quickly can come up on the external side or they can be storms that are brewing and manifesting hurricanes in our heart. But what a promise that we have Uh as Christians. We ought to be the happiest, most secure people, the ones that know that we're going to face all kinds of problems, same kind of problems that other people experience, but in the midst of an external storm, something that comes up on us from the outside, or an internal storm, something brewing on the inside. God has given us Christ, and he's given us the ability to cope and rise above them. I have to tell you, when that plane arose above the turbulence, hallelujah, (laughs) glory to God, and there was peace and calm. You can hear a pin drop. It was quiet and no shaking. You know that I believe that was answered a prayer but also God has given us a great pilot and flight crew. But the bottom line is God had everything under control at all times, even though it might have occurred in my mind for a moment that it's time to be afraid. No, it's time to pray every time we have fear, every time we have doubt, every time we get scared, just like the disciples. We need to run to the Master who never sleeps nor slumbers, Hallelujah. And recognize that the peace that we get and have in our relationship with Christ can nothing upset that kind of peace. And it's through this faith relationship in Christ that we're able to overcome so many hardships. Hallelujah. And be provoked to prayer, knowing that Jesus' is presence is with us in the storm of our life. Amen. And not only that, Look at Jesus when we think about the fact that he just said three words. Go back to the beginning of the Bible where he says, let there be light." He spoke and created everything. Here, God is showing us I'm not only man sleeping in the back of this boat in my human body, but I'm God. I have all power. I'm the creator. I made everything. I sustain everything and everything. Has to surrender and bow To my word When I speak my word Even the wind And the sea Have to obey And if the contrary winds Blowing in our life If the storms of life are raging In our life Who are we talking to about it Are we running to Jesus When we have trouble Are we hanging out with Jesus Every day Knowing And he's with us at all times, talking with him and asking and seeking him for his advice, looking to him for his word that's going to encourage our hearts, especially when the storms are raging from the inside, how we think, what's happened to us, and how we react to it. Amen. What the disciples thought was disastrous and something that no one could conquer Jesus completely subdued with just three words. Hallelujah. And as we look at the word peace, a lot of times we think about peace being the absence of conflict or strife. But in the Bible, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, God's concept of peace is much more than that. In the Old Testament, the word for peace is shalom, which means wholeness, completeness, welfare, tranquility, health, harmony of life. It gives us the sense of there's nothing missing and nothing's broken. Everything is working according to God's divine design. Hallelujah. And in the New Testament, the Greek word for peace means quietness and at rest. It implies that we get this inner prosperity or sense of well-being. It's an inner calm that exists even in the midst of outer turmoil or calamity. That same kind of inner calm and peace that existed between Jesus Christ and his father, our heavenly father, same calm that allowed him to go to sleep after ministry and taking care of the needs of people a long day. His human body was tired, but he could sleep in the midst of a raging storm because he had that inner calmness. Amen. And it's really possible for us to have that same kind of peace. During turbulent times Hallelujah But I have to say that many people On the plane that I've flown on When things start to look like They're not going to go well Whether it's turbulent And let's face it, if you've looked at the news lately You've seen some stories About people, you know, turbulence And going to the hospital and all People dying on a plane And all kinds of things happening So it's not that uh, air travel Is not without it risk and it's threats and it's danger, but it's really possible for us to have this inner peace and tranquility in the midst of even that, when we have a right relationship with Jesus. But many people, uh, yes, miss out on that peace. Uh, many years ago, I was flying back from a flight, I think I was flying from Italy to France, and we had a bomb threat on the plane and the pilot came on and he said, uh, we've had a bomb threat and it's a, it's a credible threat. Uh-huh. And so we're going to have to turn around, but it's a credible threat. People were crying on the plane. Uh, people were looking like, you know, it's getting ready to happen. We're getting ready to go meet our maker. I, at that, this was over 10 years ago, but I remember sitting in that plane at the time having this sense of such trust and confidence and peace with God. I wasn't afraid. I wasn't scared. I was praying for people. I was holding hands with people that literally were holding their rosaries and crying, and it was very, very scary because it was a credible threat. But even in a credible threat, God is able to do the impossible. Yes, he is. He's able to make things not function that are weapons that have been formed against us, aimed at us, trying to destroy us. God is able to neutralize every threat, everything that we might encounter. But people are looking for that peace in the wrong places and in the wrong people. And so the, the source, what God was reminding me on this flight from New York a week ago was that same confidence and that same trust that you had in God 10, over 10 years ago when that bomb threat came down, that's the kind of trust and confidence. That's the kind of fervent, prevailing prayer. That's the kind of hope I want you to be praying for right now in the midst of this turbulence. Hallelujah. Not to forget who God is, who Jesus Christ is, and what he's already done. And look to him. Because lasting peace comes only from Jesus. It can't be obtained from a self-help book. We're not going to get it from running around with a positive mental attitude. Or by, you know, drinking wine or taking drugs or doing whatever else people do. The only place to find lasting peace is in Jesus Christ. Jesus told us, I've already spoken to you. Uh-huh. I've said these things to you in John chapter 16. Why? So that you may have peace. Because in this world, you're going to have some tribulation. I want you, Catherine, to be of good cheer. I've already overcome the world. So Jesus' victory over death, sin, and the devil made the way for us to have that peace with God, peace within ourselves, and peace with others. That's the kind of peace that doesn't rest in the things of this world, in the external things that are happening. It only rests in him. And Jesus reminded us, oh, this was something that God just blessed me with, y'all. He said, I want you to be a giver of peace, Catherine. I want you to be a giver of peace. Because I, Jesus Christ, the Lord of all, I am the giver of peace. I am the peacekeeper, but I want to make you a peacemaker. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's calling us today. He's calling everybody to himself to come if you're weary, come if you're burdened, come if you need rest, and take his yoke upon, yes, ourselves, and learn from him. Because he's a gentle teacher, and he's humble in heart. And we're going to find rest for our souls because Jesus Christ's yoke is easy, and he surely, according to Matthew 11 and 28 through 30, he surely is making our burdens light. But let's get back to the passage, how Jesus calmed the storm. Jesus demonstrates his powers. The second point I want to look, uh, look at because Jesus controls all things and is the giver of peace. says he awoke, and what did he do? He rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, basically, be quiet, shut up, be, be still. And the wind ceased, and it says there was a great calm. Isn't it wonderful when we go through things in our life that maybe have us all worked up, have us really kind of concerned, and might have us up all night, all day, and walking and praying and talking to the Lord and Ah, but when that peace comes, when the peace of God breaks forth, hallelujah, we know that God answered that prayer. We know that God moved on our behalf. We know we broke through whatever that was that was seeking to rob us of our peace, to rob us of our joy. And to his followers, they looked at this, and you know what? I guess you could say the only thing uh, more of uh, Frightening in the storm was for them to be asking themselves, who in the world is this that's in this boat with us? They were scared of the storm, but they were scared of Jesus when they recognized. They were panicked. They were hairy. But they recognized the demonstration of the power of God by simply speaking to his created nature and causing it to be still. Causing it to rest The disciples really, like us, didn't have any reason to be afraid We know God We know what God has done for us We know what he's delivered us from We know what he's brought us through We know where he's brought healing We know where he's fixed a, bro- a broken relationship We know when he made a way out of no way We know when we didn't have two nickels to slap together to call us dime God made a way The disciples, hallelujah, were following Christ. We're following Christ. They were going, as he said earlier in uh, Mark, uh, let's go get in the boat and go to the other side. Let's go to the other side. We've been ministering over here, meeting all these things. Let's go to the other side. They were following him. They were with him in the boat. Hallelujah. But yet they were panicked. It reminded me, just on that plane, and just like different things that have come up in my life, sometimes when the issues and the trials and the tribulations that Jesus told us we were going to have in this world, when they actually arise, some of them suddenly and out of nowhere, and some of them situations that have been brewing over time, when they happen, we get scared. But yet we know that God is our Lord. We know that God is sovereign. We know that God is able. We know that nothing is too hard for God. But our natural selves, for a moment, I believe, and sometimes for extended moments, depending on where we're at with the Lord, cause us to forget who Christ, who God is and what he's done and how much power he has. So when we think about the fact that all Jesus was reminding them of as he was waking up, woke up, basically was like looking at them like, what? you're with me, you know, fed 5,000, you know, I've, I've made a way, I'm, I'm raising the sick from the dead, I'm healing, giving sight to the blind. You've seen me demonstrate my power, my deity, but yet in the midst of things coming up, We sometimes forget to make sure that the faith that we placed in Christ, that it's an active faith, uh that it's saving faith, but it's an active faith that relies on the promises and the hope of God that come from his word. But we're reminded in the passage tonight that Jesus is God. Jesus is the one who has all power and all control over everything. Jesus is really letting us know As we look at verse 40, when he arose, after he demonstrated his power and he rebuked the wind, he also rebuked the disciples. Yes, he did. He rebuked the disciples and asked them in verse 40, why are you so afraid? (laughs) Do you still have no faith? I was thinking about those passages as I was studying, and I found out that probably at least four or five times I found it. Jesus was talking to us as disciples, as his children, as followers, when he reminds us uh-huh, that we have little faith. You have little faith in Matthew 6 and 30, where he reminds us not to be anxious. Don't be anxious. He's talking about the, in the Beatitudes, we've got to have a Beatitude attitude these days. It will be good for our soul and good for the ministry that God has given us. But God reminds us in Matthew 6 and 30. I'm flipping over to it now because I'm just when he, I'm reading this. It says, but if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Therefore, don't be anxious. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid. Don't be hairy. Lean in to the promises uh, that I've told you about, that I've birthed in you, that I've buried in your heart. That's why I'm so glad that God, in the midst of the worst part of the turbulence, God just said, you're going to have to, this ain't about just traveling grace. Uh, You need to draw on the power of the Holy Spirit and God's word and peace be still. You need to wrap yourself In his words, because that's what's going to give you the peace in the midst of the turbulence. Amen. And he says also in Matthew 16 and 8, I'm talking about faith. There's a correlation between peace be still uh and traversing the storms of life. And our faith is what God revealed to me. I'm thankful because I must have needed to strengthen my faith because of the issues of life that we're dealing with, but in Matthew 16 and 8, I found out that he was reminding the disciples to be careful of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the people that run around looking for a sign. God is telling us to be careful about bad teaching, bad doctrine. Who are you putting your confidence and your faith in? Are you putting your Faith in men and women, or you putting your faith in a holy God and the Word of God. Be careful, Catherine, of the leaven. There's stuff that you let into your mind and it gets in your heart. And out of the heart, the abundance what says the out of the heart of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, the Holy Ghost found in me. Peace be still. And that word helped me get to the prayer position that I needed to be in to rely and stand on the promises of God. In Luke and 12 and 28, he also reminds us about faith and about peace and about making sure, amen, that we're looking to God. And in Luke 12 and 28, let me just skip on over here for just a minute. And he says, and he's talking again about not being anxious. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Reminding them, you know what? I'm taking care of the birds of the air. This is in the Beatitudes. I'm clothing. I'm providing food. I'm meeting needs. Why are you anxious? Why are you scared? Goes over to Matthew 14 and 31. And he reminds us about peace and faith. Hallelujah. Peace and faith, they go hand in hand because the storms of life, they're going to come our way. There's going to be turbulence and trials and tribulation. But he's saying and directing us to uh, the peace and the calm and the wholeness and the quietness and the rest that comes from God through our faith. And I'm looking at 14 and 31. In Matthew, where Jesus was walking on the water, and Peter got out there and walked on the water, and then he got scared when he saw what? The wind. (laughs) I wonder if Jesus just stirred it up just to kind of test and show him his faith. But it said when Peter saw the wind, he was afraid, and he started to sink, and he cried out like we do, Lord, save me. And Jesus said, oh, you of little faith, why are you doubting? Why are you doubting? Why are you afraid? In Matthew, this is the last one on faith and peace, Matthew 17 and 20. I see the Lord was reminding me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm looking at this. Where Jesus had healed the boy that was possessed with a demon. And the disciples had run to him and said, Master, privately they came to him and he said, why couldn't we heal and why couldn't we cast out that devil, that demon? And Jesus said to them in 17 and 20, because of your little faith. For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. This is true faith. This is faith that Uh, a weak faith, but it's enough faith for God to operate on and for us to see that nothing is too hard for God. Hallelujah. So God is linking uh faith with his peace. In Ephesians 3 and 20, he says, and he reminds us, God is able to do super abundantly above, over and above all that what we could ask or think. Peace and security come when we know And trust in God. And I'm wrapping up. I'm wrapping up. I see we're close to the hour. I remember reading Isaiah 26 and 3 says perfect peace. He will keep us in perfect peace, all those who trust in him, whose thoughts turn often to the Lord. So just as Jesus calmed the wind and the waves, we can trust him to keep us safe through every storm we face. And God wants us to cultivate faith. He wants us to cultivate peace because he said peace is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in Galatians 5 and 22. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard our heart and our mind in Christ Jesus. He reminds us that whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. Think about those things. Anything that's excellent and praiseworthy, think on those things. Whatever you have learned from me, Paul is talking, or received or seen in me, put that into practice. Instead of being scared, put that into practice. Model that. And the God of peace will be with you. And that's a promise. And so we can stand and rely on the promises of God. And I'm wrapping up with Romans 5, 1 and 2. This is, uh, the Lord put this on my heart a couple of hours ago. As I was just meditating on this And reminding us That yes, Jesus Who has Who is sovereign, who is creator Who has all power Can speak to the storms of life He can speak to the External things beyond our control But we Who believe in Jesus Christ We have peace with God Through what? Faith In the person and work of Jesus Christ Therefore he says We have been justified by faith. We have peace with God through Christ. It's through Christ that we have also obtained access by this faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we can rejoice, church, in the hope of the glory of God. More than that, we rejoice in the suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And guess what? Hope does not put us to shame because why? God's love has been poured. What? Into our hearts. When those hurricanes and storms are raging in our hearts on the inside, it's the love of God, the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, the promise of God, the trust in God that's going to carry us through the storms where we can speak and say, peace be still. And that is the message on tonight. And I pray that you have been blessed as I have been because I needed that peace checkup in my heart, in my mind, and in my gratitude, beatitude, attitude. God ended it by saying to me, make sure you're a peacemaker, that you're bringing peace, ministering, serving, because people are going through storms. God is using us as an agent. To deliver peace in the life of his people. The word of the Lord for the people of God. I turn it back over to you, Pastor.
1: Amen. Praise the Lord. What an awesome word on tonight. Helping us to do a physical checkup on our faith and a physical checkup on our peace. Thank you so much, Elder Brown, for that word. I hope and praise that you were blessed by the word on tonight and that you got some nuggets to help carry you through for the rest of the week. It is our prayer that God will bless you and keep you in his perfect peace and that the sweet spirit of his Holy Spirit will rest through and abide with your hearts, hence now and forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray. Be blessed and have a wonderful week. Love you and there's nothing you can do about it.
4: People are dying And people are crying for a Savior To come and save us From this world Now God, I'm calling your name the world does need change in Jesus' name. So